What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 529 of the Smartout Moments Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where we'll be breaking down some of the current events and rumors and news and gossip and all the other stuff that happened in the world of pro wrestling over the past few days that we feel like talking about, including Nazis. Seems kind of weird, but we're talking about it today. <laughs> I'm here as always, Tony Mango, and joining me as always is Robert E. Felice. It's not what I wanted to talk about today, but yet here we are. How you doing, Tony? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How you been? I'm doing pretty good. How are you all doing today? Uh, leave a I comment hope you're doing and good. Uh, you know, tell us uh, what you would do for love. If it's anything but that, then Shots of Blackheart has something to say. Come on. If anybody has no idea, look it up. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple different things. We're going to backtrack and talk about Mustafa Ali. We're going to talk about the Gunther stuff. We're going to talk Leo Rush, NXT 2.0, and a couple other things here and there. So, as always, we want to know what you have to say. Drop a comment below. Chime in with your thoughts on all these hot tags and anything else that we might have missed or anything else. What do you want to get our opinions on? And uh, while you're doing that, make sure that you are subscribed. Hit that little notification bell as well. Ring the little um, button. That way you get the email alerts. To when we're going live for things. The next live thing is going to be the Royal Rumble post show, which should be, of course, after the Royal Rumble. So, you know, it's not like it's going to be like, well, when are they going to do that? You know, but, you know, we do the mailbags live and, you know, once in a while we'll do some other things live, too. It also tells you when the videos get posted, I think. So if that is the case, then, yes. you know, that's another thing. But do that. Hit the like button if you like this. Pass the little uh, share button along and send that to other people who might be interested in checking it us out. And just to round out the rest of the plugs while we're here, well, not the rest of them, but most of them, if you want to help us on the monetary side of things, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. There's a little thanks button that there, the little uh, icon that's right next to the like button. You got the Patreon and you got the members only YouTube button that you can click on. And those two things will give you access to the same content on the dark cast, the pick your poison tier as well, where you can request things. And if you want to pick up some merchandise, T public and Redbubble. So there you go. That's out of the way. Uh, let's go to the Mustafa Ali stuff because that is the oldest story. Why not? I don't know if we had addressed this in any other fashion. We might've, and I just forgot, but if we didn't, Mustafa Ali requested his release, which apparently WWE isn't necessarily willing to give him. So I can't remember if I said this to you, if I said this to the group, or if I was just thinking it. But my entire time, when he publicly requested this, I said, well, they're probably not going to grant it now. Because I kept going back to Brody when Brody was like, hey, I'm requesting to leave WWE. And then they kept him iced. And they brought him back for the Rowan and Roman feud, which seems like a million years ago, even though it's less than three. Um, I think when you say it publicly, the way Ali ended up doing, there's a good chance that they're like, well, now we're not going to let you go because you have made it public that you want to leave because you're not happy here. Do you think it's more like an out of spite type of thing? Like... If you would have just like uh, told us behind the scenes, then that would have been fine. But the fact that you're trying to make yourself a martyr is going to be another thing. And fuck you, pal. I I mean, I mean, like, I'm again, this is just me as an individual speaking. Does not reflect the views of Fightful WrestleZone, Tony or anybody else. I've learned that I have to clarify those sorts of things. Um, I think if you look at Tony Storm, you know, 
she apparently requested her release and they granted it because she I would have to suggest that that's because she did it privately. You know? Because everybody was like, well, they had to grant it because she asked for it and they're releasing people on budget cuts, but they clearly don't because they didn't grant Ali's. Not yet, at least. But I think that they'll pretty much just get around to doing it pretty quickly, you know? Because what's the benefit of trying to keep him around? They're just going to look like bullies and... He's not going to enjoy himself. They're not going to do anything with him. Clearly, they don't value him enough to really make him somebody worth their time to begin with. So do you just need another guy to lose? Again, I look back at Brody and I say, well, they had Brody. They got a couple more main events with Harper and Rowan out of him. So maybe they get something out of Ali before letting him go. Or maybe they just wait around until the next. Round of cuts, I don't know. So this was brought up on the Mega Maniacs chat, but we don't really know how these uh, contracts work 100%. But it was kind of uh, called on the question, can they really do anything to force you to stick around, and can you just flat out quit and everything? The contract stuff is odd because you know the whole point of a contract is to sort of lock you in and prevent that stuff from happening, but... At the same time, they're independent contractors. Right. So it's kind of like, to a certain extent, you can just pick up and leave, but there's repercussions. And of course, there's like, you know, you can get lawyers involved, and then that becomes a whole complicated ass thing. So I don't know if this is one of those things that like Mustafa Ali is going to be just like, you know, well, they let me go. I've got a 90 day no compete clause. And that's, you know, in 90 days, I'll see you guys somewhere else. Or if this is going to be something that drags out for like a solid year because they're going back and forth over the contract terms and some kind of disputes about, yeah, well, you know, you were off for these amount of days and that means you owe us this and you got to back pay us for this or, you know, you know, that kind of crap. But I mean, the writing's on the wall. He's not staying in WWE. He's clearly openly said, I can't share my message. So I'm leaving. Right. Do you think that he wants to go to another company, or do you think he wants to do something else? I think he still wants to wrestle. He's showing videos of himself every day, training in the ring. Hmm. Because he was a cop. So it's like, maybe he kind of wants to switch his career up a little bit or something, too. I think he wants to tell a story through wrestling. And I think that that story is not being allowed to be told. And he's like, okay, fuck this, I want out. Good for him if that's the case. Like, he tried so hard with that retribution shit. He tried so hard to, like, make it make sense and talk about how, yeah, I gave him stupid names because, you know, the world judges me based on my name being Mustafa Ali. Like, he tried hard and it just didn't stick. They could, and while we're here, because we're already at the point where we can be retrospective about it, retribution could have been something special on paper the idea makes sense you know you got this group of riot kind of uh hooligan people that are you know tearing down raw and smackdown whatever it sounds kind of cool but then you've got slapjack and shit so it's well the problem was that it was coinciding with real protests and stuff and on the surface you know, WWE was like, oh, don't worry, we're not getting political. And then 
anybody who saw it a certain way was like, well, they're just these scrawny kids and they're making fun of the people that are protesting saying they're just scrawny kids. Like it was snake bitten from the start, but I think if they would have stayed coarse and I'll say the same for raw underground right now, like if they would have tried, I think they could have had something special on their hands. And I think a lot of the issue with WWE right now is the lack of effort and the lack of trying, you know, they, they do an idea for like a week and then they revert to status quo because they're afraid. Or when they start an idea, they start it with absolutely no direction. So they're kind of running with no goal in mind. And then eventually they just stumble and then, you know, they face plant. It was clear that there was no actual plan for retribution. They had people like like Santana Garrett there just for the sake of being a person there. They didn't have any like true leadership. It was like, maybe we'll bring these people up. Maybe we won't. They're going to be on Raw and SmackDown. Nah, they're just a part of Raw. We're going to say that they're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. Their goals change. You know, it's just, but then that's typical instead of, you know, when things used to work out really well in the past, like Kane, Let's set up this idea of Kane. Let's build to a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and then fairness, Kane, Kane would have been a one and done. Probably. Kane, yeah. Kane is good. So they stuck with him. I don't blame Mustafa Ali for wanting to leave. But I will also say this. To slightly defend WWE. Which sounds kind of weird. If that's all, like, he wants to tell a particular story... And that's just been like this constant, I want to do this story and them saying, no, we're not interested. And then he's like, well, I got to leave then because I need to tell this story to a certain extent, maybe put it aside because is that one story going to be the one and only thing about the career that you should kind of just be perpetually trying to figure out how to rework every story into that? Then we're getting into a little bit of Dolph Ziggler territory where, you know, how many years has it been where every Ziggler story has been, but I'm the guy who's really good at wrestling and I don't get the shit that I deserve. Even when it's not about that, he cuts a promo about it. Honestly, just to speak on Ziggler for a second, you won Money in the Bank 10 years ago this year. Like, they're out of time to tell that story. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand what you're saying. There's also the fact that uh, Sean Rossap reported that a discussion or an argument with Vince may have been the crux of this because Vince had an idea that he was like, absolutely not. Right. So to me, and again, pure speculation on my own behalf. I feel like that says, hey, well, what if you were a stereotype? It kind of reads like that, right? And with something else we're going to talk about in like five seconds, they're not, uh, their own booking is leaning in that direction of like, hey, why don't we do ethnic stereotype? Like maybe he wanted to do like a Prince Ali thing. Where he would do the whole 
you know, stereotypical. Nebulous E. Ali Ababa. Sure. And <laughs> He's a Prince Ali, so the song immediately goes <laughs> in my head. And, you know, it's like, maybe that's what they had in mind. And he was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. And yeah, Ali, I, I want to do the exact opposite of this. Yeah. And you're pigeonholing me into this. Because if Ali is trying to tell some sort of a story that is very, like, this is my perception from my culture and I want to kind of be an example and everything like that. That's, that's great. Like, you know, I, I want to see what this story is that he's got, but what I mean as far as like sometimes defending WWE, if WWE doesn't see money in that, I can see why they would be like, no, like we don't, of course this is WWE. They don't see money in a lot of things that there's clear money in. So again, preface this for anybody that thinks that I'm just like, you know, following the WWE train. But, like, look at anybody who uh, has anything on, like, a fantasy create-a-wrestler type deal. How many of these people do you read on message boards and stuff have shitty ideas? Most of them. I'm sure I've got shitty ideas. It's just it's one of those things. But some people would really, really want to tell some bad stories, and it just wouldn't do much. But that's the, their passion project, and if this is the passion thing from Mustafa Ali and WWE is just not on board with it after a while, if I'm WWE and every idea I'm pitching to Ali, he's saying no. And he's trying to bring back the same idea of like, but I want to tell this story. I'd probably just be like, all right, then I'm not going to pitch anything for this guy anymore because he's not going to be a team player and go with what we want to do. He's always going to try to make it his thing. And then I can see that's where communication breaks down because instead of just relaying that information or just agreeing to disagree and letting them go earlier that they just keep stringing them along and then, you know, both parties are at fault. But if he's going to want to do that, he has to do it elsewhere. So good for him to leave. And WWE should just fucking let him because there's no point in keeping him. If you don't like the guy enough to really try the idea that he has, and you don't have any other ideas for him. And potentially you might have pitched a racist gimmick or something, depending on how this works. It seems like that's the implication. Maybe they looked at it and they said, fine, we'll tell a story about your culture, but it needs to be that you're playing this like heel instead. And then he's just kind of like, that's completely tone deaf. And that's like, exactly the opposite of what I want. Then everybody just needs to agree to disagree and s- separate themselves in part ways. The the problem is, and again, just me talking, I really feel like WWE right now is in the past, like, creatively. They are just like, let's just do, uh, to get to something we'll talk about later, Japanese schoolgirl, mm. anime girl. You got like Japanese what? anime schoolgirl. You've got uh, mobster Italian hitman. You've got well, and I mean, like, there's like, about, really, Apollo Cruz uh, is like kind of it's, it's one of those territories where it's that. like you know, but the grand, maybe he might have been more into that idea, right? But, and it did get him some more notoriety than before. So that's my issue is. We're living in an actual world where the actual world of marketing is like, nah, we got to make these M&Ms more inclusive. 
<laughs> when you, you got when you saw that post that I put up on Facebook about that, <laughs> I'm sure you would your mind was just blown because that's what my fucking green M M&M. and M. Well, I I saw it like literally from a news outlet and I was like, Oh, you saw it there before uh, reading my thing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is what we're doing. Like, but my point being that even these nondescript M&Ms are like, Oh, we got to make them more universal. And I feel like WWE seems to be moving in a way that is against the way the world is moving. That's again, just my perspective. Yeah. Well, at least with Mustafa Ali, we don't know how that's going to play out quite yet, but I'm assuming eventually we're going to get the news. He is gone from WWE and just it is what it is. Uh, the most recent thing from that was he, I think it's this is the most recent thing, but he tweeted out a picture of the Joker burning all the cash. I love it. So I guess he's just sort of like, okay, you know, fine. In fuck it mode, you know? Pay, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. Like- <laughs> Um, let's go to the Gunther story. <laughs> so if we're going to talk about one thing, we might as well transition to the other. Walter from NXT UK is switching over to NXT. We know that. But in the process of doing that, they said, hey, how can we just completely pointlessly change this the way that we normally do that kind of stuff? And they decided that they were going to trademark a name, which uh, was Gunther Stark or Gunther Stark, as it should be, I guess. So... I I have to tell this story because when I saw that it was, I usually handle the trademarks as best I can, but Jeremy Lambert got this one. And when I saw that, I said, Gunther Stark said, Oh, that sounds like a name for Walter to me. Mm -hmm, And I was going to, I was going to tweet it. And I was like, you know, a couple hours have passed. The joke is gone. We'll see about that. And then I'm not watching NXT. I see the tweet from Sean Ross Sapp that says, holy shit, what a stupid idea for WWE to call Walter Gunther Stark. And I just, then I went back and watched the promo. And he's Gunther. And he can't be Gunther Stark because that's the name of a former Nazi U-boat officer or commander Along those lines, yeah. Yeah, like, you go fucking Google things, man. Come on. So the submission sorority again. <laughs> like, you know what it is? Is they're Googling on the trademark database to see if anybody owns it. And they're like, nah, I guess we're good. Now, the name Gunther Stark, without knowing anything about it, I think it's an okay name. Like, it sounds like it's, it could be, like, on that sort of lame range of, ah, it's just a guy, but it's WWE. Like, okay, fine. But as soon as you see that that's what this person was in the past, then you go, okay, well, then we can't do that. The end. Can, you like, know? My, like, my thing is, like, can you find another last name for him if you're that dead set on changing his name? Because the stupidest thing in the world to me is... Guy named Walter is like, he's just a guy named Walter. And you can get over that real quickly when you see how good he wrestles. But the problem is he's been on Survivor Series as Walter. He wrestled that moment as Walter. And then you get to the mic and says, my name is Gunther. Yeah. That, okay. So the way that they do Walter, that is so stupid. Why did you have 
He's Walter, 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 Walter. You talk about it during the match, and then he goes, no, the winner of the match is Gunther. Now, at the beginning, when you have him on NXT, have him say before the match, from hereby in, I will be referred to as Gunther, and give him some kind of a reasoning for it. Maybe it's like, the ring is sacred to me, and... I'm going to pay tribute to someone, I don't fucking know, uh, my great-great-grandfather, Gunther, who was a wrestler back in... Champion in Austria. Yeah, like, you do something like that, and then when they go through the match, they're going, uh, you know, Gunther, we used to call him Walter, but, you know, he decided he wants to change it to whatever, and then you're fine. But for him to just be like, no, I am now Gunther, it's like... Imagine I just fair, start an like, episode of this episode, uh, this podcast one week, and then I'm just kind of like, nope, I'm y- y- nobody can call me Tony. I'm now going to go by Ant. Everybody's just going to call me Ant. Yo, Ant. Like it would be just really odd, you know. No, but in this case, it's worse because it's like you know what, Tony. I'm tired of calling you Tony Mango. Mango is stupid and nondescript. You're Tony Apples. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? Right. The, the Walter and thing. Gunther thing. And he the uh same thing. He had been referred to as Gunther jokingly by Kyle O'Reilly before. Oh god. Isn't that funny? No, it's not. That's probably where they got it. <laughs> I mean the name of just like, oh, it's Gunther. I hate the first and only first name things. The last names though, I don't mind it too much. Like Goldberg kind of made sense because if it was just bill goldberg it was just sort of like hey bill like eh, okay goldberg is like it's not a very uh fear inducing name but you know it worked for him yeah it just seemed like it was good to chant and everything i can't picture the gunther thing working out like that like gunther (laughs) Gunther. well you know people aren't gonna say gunther they're gonna say gunther because that's just how people are. They're lazy as shit. I'll be saying Gunther because I think it's funny to say it like that. But like, uh, you know, people technically has, should have been saying Volter. And everybody's like, Walter. So it's going to be Gunther. And then it's like, immediately I saw a bunch of people tweeting out, oh, is he the guy from Central Perk? Yeah. So that's just going to be bad. And I, I never liked, you know, Elias or... Uh, you know, page, any of that kind of stuff. These first name things are so dumb because it's not like it's a noteworthy name. You know, Hulk Hogan, people know that name, but he wasn't just Hogan. <sighs> What's the marquee? I, like people do the whole thing, you know, do you see this uh, being advertised for WrestleMania? Could you really imagine like the WrestleMania WWE Championship main event Gunther versus Elias? Well, I mean, in fairness, now Callum can imagine the WrestleMania marquee being Walter versus anybody. But even if it would have been like Walter Stark, then maybe, you know? Yeah. I think they're just in a really weird spot where they want to own fucking everything again, and it sucks. I just don't get how they can even trademark that. that. Like, no wrestlers out there can use the word, the name Gunther again, you know? Okay, what if their name's Gunther? Too bad, you have to be somebody else. Like, that doesn't work. 
uh, if like yeah, you trademark Nikki Ash, you trademark Austin Theory or Ray Mysterio or something with Street Profits. You trademark those names, but you don't trademark Reggie. <laughs> Just stupid. Yes, they do. Um, on top of that, it's like. It already feels bad, and he for so long was like, "I don't want to go to the states." And then he goes to the states, and they name him Gunther, as if he's just starting over again. And and Booker T was like, "Oh, you know, nobody talks about Bron, Bron Breaker anymore being a bad name." And it's like, yeah, they don't. well, in fairness, we we weren't predisposed to Rex Steiner. We just wanted him to be called that. But Walter. Walter's like the 900-day NXT UK champion. You know? But if you asked anybody the Braun Breaker name, what is, is Rex Steiner better? People would still say yeah. It's just that people have more if I didn't know he was, about. If I didn't know he was a Steiner, like if this was in the days of the pre-internet, Braun Breaker's a fine name. I still but I know like he's it. a Steiner. That 2K thing, you know? Just well, looks like uh, some lame, another person on you know the internet that's just kind of like my guy's named Braun Breaker with two Ks. You know, you see people out name like their fictional superhero characters, and it's like how many X's and Z's can I add into this person's name? They're dark, whatever. You know, give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that Braun Breaker. I don't know why <laughs> that just entered my brain, but uh. That's what the two Ks are for for kid, kid, for kid cat. There you go. That makes sense. And then this is all going to tie into the video game. <laughs> but the Gunther thing, he's not going to be Gunther Stark because they literally can't do that. So he's just going to be Gunther. He's changed on the website as Gunther now. And I guess we're just going to have to refer to him as that. We're continually refer to him as Walter anyway, just for the sake of it. And then people get all confused. But, uh, it is what it is. It's, there's been worse, but at least they don't have the Nazi thing going on anymore. Let's talk about Saray. I I don't like it. <laughs> so, like, cool. She's back. Right? They're not going to give up on her. Warrior of the Sun and all that nonsense. But, like, you're going to make her a fucking Sailor Moon character. What are you, what are you doing? What is happening? What is... What what edict came down in WWE headquarters that was just like burn NXT to the ground because they couldn't beat AEW? Hey, you know we were putting Damian Priest up against uh, Chris Ballard. Jericho and Dean Ambrose. You know, like we're mad at them. We're mad at you for not winning. Like. Uh, Dynamite was the equivalent of Raw. Always was, always was meant to be. You can't get fucking mad at NXT for losing a a war that they weren't equipped for. And then you got, let's talk about this one. Let's talk about WrestleVote saying, WWE is reportedly disappointed in NXT 2.0. Gee, you think? Yeah, it was, uh, so the reports that came out that they're disappointed with it. And then Andrew Zarian talked to his source, who had said that they blamed it on the abruptness of the change and then, quote, 
fan perception of the product isn't helping either, which is a roundabout way of saying you're not being good fans (laughs) because it's no shit. Fan perception of the product isn't helping. It's not good. How do you reword the phrase? People not liking our things means they're not liking our things. (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, I, this is a roundabout way of saying this too. Um, uh, one of my grandmothers one time, she had got me, you know, like stocking stuffers for Christmas and people just give you like, you know, little things of candy or like whatever the fuck. Um, I had some package of, I think it was like some gummy lifesavers or something or other. And my sister had the same sort of thing, but she had a different set of flavors and I traded her. I was like, you know, like I'll trade you mine for yours. And there was this confusion of like, what's going on? Whatever. And my grandmother said something that still to this day, you figure I'm a little kid at this time, 20 something, 30 years later, whatever. It still sticks to me as one of these like brain fart, duh type of things to say. She goes, Oh, it's just a flavor. He doesn't like, and I was like, I remember even at the time thinking, yeah, like that's it. That's what you do with food. You eat it. So it's like, with WWE here, oh, the fans just aren't liking it. That's why they're not liking it. You okay? You don't say Sherlock. Like- right. No shit. Did somebody need to break that news to you? What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. Fans don't like it because they don't like it. You know what they would like? Maybe the thing that they used to like before you burned the whole thing to the ground and said that it sucked. Yeah, and I, but I think like People were legitimately growing tired of NXT as it was. I think that's only because of the uh, the AEW thing, though. I really think, think that people are fickle enough that when they had NXT as the alternative, it was the hottest thing in the world. AEW comes along. That's the, the you know, it's got a fresh coat of paint on it. It's, and not, then it's that a becomes, non-WWE alternative. Right. So it's like before you didn't have something outside of WWE. So NXT felt like it was the rebellion kind of thing. And then you've actually got, and it's the young bucks and it's Kenny Omega and it's Cody Rhodes. So it's like, they're, they're not unknown entities. Cause if they were unknown entities, let's face it, it wouldn't be AEW. It would be impact. It's the same thing again. But since they have that alternative, then suddenly everybody goes, yeah, but fuck the WWE thing because that's the WWE thing. And then that makes NXT look bad. And then everybody flocks to AEW and, you know, realistically, AEW does a lot of things right. So when that happens, then it's like, okay, actually, good matches. And, you know, we're seeing these people that are being used in a way that they shouldn't have uh, been denied before. And we're getting somebody like a John Moxley instead of a Dean Ambrose. You know, it becomes the cooler product. And instead of WWE just being like, okay, well, then let's just prove that NXT was the forebearer for that. They were like, no, well, then that must mean that we're not doing it well enough. So we need to steer more into the skid the other way. The reality is. You look at it and you say. NXT 2.0 is AEW. They've got the Undisputed Era. They've got. Who else do they have from there? They'll have Gargano probably at some point, you know, the, they have all these people that were over in WWE. They're just doing what NXT was doing. They're just doing it on a grander scale. 
And it's well, like, yeah, because you you got the undisputed era, like you said. Triple H wanted the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and he offered them a lot to get them, and it just didn't work out. You've got that sort of built in. Somebody is uh, tied to their father, and we're going to bring them in, like we did with some other people, and even you know the women's side too, Charlotte Flair, Raquel Gonzalez, that type. So you've got Billy Gunn and his kids, and you've got Brian Pillman Jr. He would have definitely gone to NXT if this would have been continuing on. I don't think Brock Anderson necessarily would have, but he might have, or at least he might have gotten a shot, you know? Aaron Solo, part of NXT for a short amount of time frame. You got the Revival goes over there in their FTR. Cesar Pannoni, he was a part of NXT. You've got, uh, guaranteed they would have had Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. I'm sure Triple H was enough of a fan of them. I don't think CM Punk, of course, would have, because that's just like a personal issue type deal. But you never know if somebody like Eddie Kingston might have came in. They offered him a spot at the Performance Center. And there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have, like Fuego, they wouldn't have given it too much of a thought for. But they did have Jake Atlas. They did have... There's uh, some of the other names. Leo Rush and... Everrise. And, you know, there's tons of these people. So, like, um... Miro was, of course, Rusev Miro, in NXT. Rusev, uh, Brody Lee. Camarado, he was a part of the NXT as Ogarelli. That's right, Ogarelli. And, like, you mentioned Ogarelli, and that's a guy who... We didn't see any of on TV. That's because NXT used to do a lot of house shows. And then this thing called COVID happened. And literally, WWE's entire business model changed. Because, yes, they do live events every weekend now. But they used to be, you know, it's the old saying. They used to be on the road 52 weeks a year. They used to be, you know, house shows three days a week. NXT used to have house shows throughout the week. So you would get people like Deanna Perrazzo who were, you know, getting seasoning and Tay Conti and all those people. Remember, the big story was NXT is going to leave full sale pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. That was like the big thing. It was like, oh, NXT is on USA. And with that, they'll probably be leaving full sale. It's just this thing called COVID happened. And everything changed. I don't think it's fair the hate that the NXT system gets because it was probably the best wrestling I watched in the last five years, you know? And you can't argue that it's not the same thing with AEW because it is. Like, you mean to tell me that they wouldn't have come around to signing somebody like a Ricky Starks? They would have. AEW does some things different but they're mostly NXT. And if AEW is able to pull off what they've been able to do, it's just a matter of WWE's promotional material and their teams that work on the things outside of the creative for NXT drop the ball, yet the wrong people are getting punished for it. And then, lo and behold, you get rid of all the things people like, you send them to the other company, it does well, it proves that it wasn't their fault. So it's not like... uh, you know, well, all we need to do to solve the problem is we need to get rid of the guys like the Carrion Crosses and the yeah, Sean Coles. Spears and stuff like that. Carrion Crosses and then AEW right now, but, you know, he'll pop up eventually somewhere else. And, like, isn't that as self explanatory as it can get? That proves that that wasn't the problem? 
you don't cut off your arm thinking that that's going to help with your headache and then go, well, you know, I still have a headache. Now what do I do? (laughs) And that's what they did. NXT 2.0 sucks. There's some good people there, but you know, those people would have been just as good under NXT black and gold, if not better. And if you're really that hung up on like aesthetic and it being too dark, then yeah, you can lighten it up. But upon lightening it up, you completely changed the entire brand. I just think it's weird that like the the comment was the perception is that uh, we're surprised fans didn't gravitate towards this quicker. You literally said, hey, we're changing everything. It's like if you like the room that you're in, but maybe you want another bed. And somebody goes, okay, I know. I'm going to give you an entire room makeover. And now I've changed every single piece of furniture. And you're just like, wait a minute. I liked the room I was in. Even more so. A better uh, analogy with that is if they literally thought that the Capitol Wrestling Center was too, quote unquote, dark of just like the lighting. They just needed more lighting. A couple more light bulbs and then the room lights up a lot better. You know, if you paint a room black walls, you're losing a lot of light. If you paint it white, everything looks bigger. That kind of deal. I think that was them saying, hey, you know, we we just don't like the direction of it. Like we like whomever is in charge is just like, I hate the fact that. NXT is like this heavy metal brand. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't into that. Kids are into hip hop. Where's Wale? But even that though, like if you switch, if you keep exactly the same, pretty much everything and you change the intro theme to the Wale theme, I like the Wale theme much better. It's the only one of these NXT themes that I've really actually liked. You change that and I don't even like the whole paint splatter thing, but even if you change the paint uh, paint splatter and you just keep the booking the same and you keep the people the same and you, you know, that philosophy, the show's great. That's all you need I, to tweak. You know, I you like don't need to theme. move your house. If you were going with this analogy of just because you think that you want to change your room around a little bit, you don't need to change to another house in another state. I like the Wale theme. I think it's a little too SummerSlam. From year round for me, but you know, it's a good theme. And I don't know, I just feel like it was my favorite show. Now it's like the one show that I know for a fact I never need to watch. And that in and of itself is an issue. And again, we need to discuss it. It's a developmental program now more than ever. Take it off of USA. That's the biggest problem is it exposes the flaws of all these people like Lash Legend's not ready to wrestle. So you had her wrestle three times, I think, and the matches were bad because she doesn't know how to wrestle yet. So, yeah, of course, the product's going to suck if you've got people that don't know what they're doing. And then you've got your creative is like. Tell me, is Solo Sokoa a babyface or a heel? He's a Samoan, so I think that means he's the one. Well, he's solo then. That's why. Well, there you go. Well, there it is. This guy comes in as a heel, wrestles two matches, and then gets switched over to a baby face and starts fighting with uh, Boa, and they're having like a no DQ fireball in the face match or whatever the fuck. I don't know. 
and uh Duke Hudson's back. He got his uh I'm a poker guy now. And three weeks later, I'm going to be losing all my poker matches, and then I'm going to lose my hair, and then I'm going to disappear, and then I'm back, and I've got hair. It's all just throwing shit at the wall. And if you're somebody like me who likes organization and everything, and likes actually tracking a story and criticizes WWE when they do the whole long-term storytelling, just wait till it plays out, which, by the way, we need to talk about Alexa Bliss with that. The... uh the part of me that watches that just goes, I don't need to care because it's not going to amount to anything. I'm going to get invested in something that's worthless. I love the MCU and I love the MCU because all but the Eternals are good movies. <laughs> the worst movies are still good enough. You know, like I'll still watch Thor too. It's not the best, but it's, it's good. It's fine. But they had a through line. They know where they were going and then they pulled it off. Can't there's say the same about DC. There's a part of me that really wants this three-hour Batman movie to be the best damn standalone movie ever. And then you, that's great because it's a standalone film. But that is a conversation for Fanboys Anonymous. <laughs> and I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Go to fanboysanonymous.com and uh, if you want to sponsor another episode of that, pick your poison tier. But um, backtracking to some of these other things we were talking about, uh, the long-term storytelling thing. I thought that this was kind of funny. People were criticizing the Alexa bliss thing and Alexa bliss did the thing that everybody does, which is just wait for it to play out guys. When, like, where did she do this? I don't fucking remember Maybe a couple days ago. Fair enough. <laughs> but she did the whole thing of, you know, like just wait to see where it's going. And then I'm, I promise you everybody's going to be not criticizing it anymore. There's no goodwill anymore about that. Because we've been told way too many times, wait until the story plays out, and then you'll understand why the things that suck sucked right now, and it's all going to be worth it in the end. Can you remember the last time any of that actually worked out? Um, not necessarily for the let it play out, but I will say the you'll never see it coming thing a couple of years ago at SummerSlam, leading to Roman turning heel. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> like, that's what it is. It's like, uh, you know, I wrote up a, an article that it's going to be posted on Monday morning about worst booking decisions from Royal Rumble history over the past couple of years. And I couldn't help myself but to mention the whole idea of Kevin Owens drops the belt to Goldberg and all this other kind of stuff. Like, oh, well, you know, it'll all be heading somewhere. It was all supposed to be heading towards Roman finally beats Brock and everybody's super happy. And then it led to nope. And then they do the greatest Royal rumble. And then they wait until SummerSlam and then he gets leukemia and he drops it and goes back to uh, Brock. Anyway, that's how things work. It's always like, wait until the story plays out. Never mind, Plans changed. Just forget about it. So no, we're not going to be looking at the Lex plus storyline and being like, well, it's kind of stupid right now, but I guess we're going to wait because it always pans out at the end. I don't trust it. It's not going to. She's just going to either drop the character or it's going to be like the Bray Wyatt stuff, which was in November. Let's start a storyline with Randy Orton. It'll all play out at WrestleMania. Trust us, guys. It's going somewhere. Actually, we don't have any plan at all. And WrestleMania sucks. And then we're going to fire Bray Wyatt. (laughs) And Randy Orton will turn babyface and start a tag team with Matt Riddle. John Cena was kind enough to 
give some insight to firings and just different thoughts. Like he talked about the Firefly Funhouse and he said like that was basically he's not saying it was his idea, but like that was a fun way for him to be like, well, what if I turned heel and now we can just like, like let's just fight the fucking pandemic. What like we can just do whatever we want. Let's just do this weird art house thing. And I think it's another one. Pandemic doesn't happen. I think Wyatt beats Cena in a packed stadium. I think it's Wyatt and Roman at that year's uh, SummerSlam. And I think Wyatt's probably still a top guy in the company right now. Hmm. I think that pandemic, man, there's no other way to look at it. It changed so much. I think it's the kind of thought process that got people like, hey, we don't need to be hoarding all this talent. Why is, no disrespect, why is Heath Slater still here? Like, if we're not going to use him, let him go. I think COVID doesn't happen. We're looking at a totally different world. Definitely the case. And to backtrack to another story, too, that loops into this whole wait until it plays itself out. Finn Balor had been saying about the Gunther thing. He's like, you know, everybody hated the name Finn first, too. But I do think that it's different because it's kind of like. It's, it is different because they didn't. You didn't do 900 days as the world champion right. as uh, Prince Devin. And they go, ah, you're Finn Balor. Because huh? nobody, you know, still to this day, if you were to ask anybody, I'm sure, anybody that cared enough and they were watching it, what's better, Hansen and Roe, the War Raiders, or Eric and Ivar, the Viking experience, as they were going to go by, who now they go to the ring and they chant raid, raid, raid. The fucking War Raiders in NXT is better. I think another thing we haven't even touched on is what a slap in the teeth to NXT UK. You're just like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. That was then, this is now. It's on your fucking network. It's got your fucking logo on it. What do you mean? Treat these things with respect. By the way, NXT UK starts at 3 o'clock these days. Tony Mango Fixed America. Hashtag Tony Mango Fixed America. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody in the world. Or at least everybody in America. Yeah. You know what's insane? (laughs) Double an LA night and just go, yeah. Had God knows what else going on. And you were just like, I'm going to fix this fucking NXT UK thing. Am I, am I, uh, did I build up enough goodwill that I can do that rant and be like, we're doing two weddings here. It's a pandemic and I'm fixing America. <laughs> just I, I think donate like, to the Patreon. Like, I think that was like your passion project. Like I'm going to, I can't control any of this fixing America for NXT UK. <laughs> and it worked amazing so pick up a t-shirt <laughs> i should put a t-shirt up there that says tony mango fixed america or something like that just uh well um you know those are some of those stories we still got a couple others to go along here uh let's switch over to table for three why not oh, there's yeah. gonna be new episodes of that filming that's gonna finally return again that's cool we need new original content on the network. 
We really do because they don't put jack shit up on there anymore. And Table yeah, for Three is not hard to film. You literally get three people and they fucking eat dinner. That's it. <laughs> you got to pay for a dinner. Somebody cooks it. It doesn't even seem like it's all that complicated most of the time. A lot of times people just have like salad and wine or whatever. Probably in like some third, some, you know, back room and they're just eating catering. Yeah. Like, so it's like, why not film a bunch of episodes one after another? You can get these three groups of people and they stopped even theming it as much as they used to. It used to be much better where it was like, all right, here's these three legends that had fought each other in a triple threat at WrestleMania or something along those lines. And then it just started to become like, was it like Jarrett and Elias and someone road dog maybe or someone. Wasn't that like a musical thing? Cause it's always like two people and then somebody to kind of like steer the ship. And I think one of my favorites was like Sean diesel and AJ and they got around that, but just going, well, we don't talk about it, but AJ was with Nash and uh, TNA. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that was a good one. They did the Hardys and Edge and Christian, which is table for four, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I like table for three. I like ride along. I like those stupid things. They give you a reason to watch. They give you content to watch while you're eating potato chips on the couch. Right. You know, like, you need more of that. And I think the world has proven that, like, that kind of content is doing real well right now. WWE could have been clean sweep with all this content that they could have provided during the pandemic, but they don't. There's, like, zero ambition from this company. Well, who do you think? Where's Icon's Lex Luger? Yeah, all those icons. Where's that Vladimir documentary? Where's that? That Nexus documentary that they were supposedly working on. Not working on. They filmed it. They just they have a ton of shit in the can. Austin and John Cena is sitting somewhere in the can. Hmm. Now I'm just picturing the restroom in the can. Um Along who, with Prince Albert. Who would you like to see grouped together for table of three? Uh, table for three episodes. Off the top of your head. Honestly, Sean, Bruce, and Vince. Like, let's put Vince on one of these fucking things, please. I mean, if we're going, like, you know, obviously, yeah, that type of thing. We've always been saying Vince, Bischoff, and, Heyman. like, How have you not- Heyman, yeah. Or, like, Vince, Bischoff, and, like, Dixie Carter or something. Have, uh, have Bruce... And uh, Dixie and Bischoff. Uh, have Bruce, uh, Bischoff, and Heyman. Have those. Have, uh, if you could do it, have uh, Lesnar, Heyman, and Roman. <laughs> A do Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Like just Dude, sitting those down. three would be perfect for that, yeah. I mean, honestly, have we heard the stories enough? Yes. But are you really not going to want to go... salad that's not like the undertaker like of course you're gonna want to see that i'd like to see uh owens zane and someone like i think they do that it was like like cesaro gargano and somebody might have been i've lost track but like 
I'd be interested in that. I'd be interested in do like, the Usos uh, and their father. Do the Usos and Solo Sokoa? Yeah, why not? That makes perfect sense. They're just brothers eating dinner. Like, see what the family do. The fucking head of the table. There you go. That's that table for three. Bloodline head of the table. That, that's got. <laughs> if that's not one that they have already filmed, or not like the first one that they filmed. They're making a mistake. Absolutely ridiculous if that's not the case. But there's so many different options you could do, even just from the people that are on the we roster right now. We haven't even touched now. the women. Like, you know, you've got all the women coming back to the Royal Rumble, and that's probably why they're doing this. But you can do, like, uh, was it Sasha, Summer, and Charlotte? They were a trio? Yeah, the, uh... BFF? Oh, God, what was their name? The BFF, that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like... Do that. Have that, you know, have Sasha and Charlotte talk about all the success of in some race. Just kind of like, well, they're calling me a legend now. So <laughs> that's good enough, I guess. Um, you know, play into the Hart uh, Foundation and try to do whatever you can with that. Have Natty and Brett and God, who would be left? Tyson. Or um, David, uh, David Boy Smith Jr. Well, they fired him, but yeah. But they should have kept him on there, you know, like, uh, just like it's kind of self-explanatory. I'm sure if we were to sit down for 20 minutes, we'd have a list of a hundred different options. Yeah. I mean like Lita's coming back for the uh, Royal Rumble. Do like Lita, Shotzi and do, do Lita, uh, edge and Beth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wasn't going to say that. I will. I'll say this. If they don't do a segment at the Royal Rumble where like Edge just bumps into Lita and they say hey or something, mm. they have to. Unless they had like some really bad falling out, which I've never heard to be the case. You know, like they should really do that. He just goes, uh, he's like, you know, hey, good luck tonight at the Royal Rumble. And she's like, uh, good luck tonight in your mixed tag match. And he's like, yeah, me and Beth are going to win. And then we're going to have a celebration in the ring. You know how that goes. <laughs> And then we might have a celebration. <laughs> and then like, the, you know, everybody like. pops and, you know, that kind of thing. And that's all you need. Literally, like, the nostalgia hit is there. You you get the interaction. And everybody moves on. And if you want to make sure that you are all prepared for your in-ring celebration in that fashion, check out our sponsors for this episode, Manscaped. If you go over to manscaped.com and you use our promo code SMARK, S-M-A-R-K, just like SMARK at moment, that's the point, you will get 20% off of whatever you order and free shipping on whatever it is that you order as well. So I recommend buying in bulk, get yourself a performance package and all of the different products that you can try out there. Try them all because you're going to like them all and then uh, you know, save as much money as you can with that 20% off. Uh, the big bulk uh purchase that you get get the shears 2.0 it's up on your screen right now uh use those to clean up your nails use the lawnmower 4.0 to clean up everything down below there make sure that if it's on camera it's going to show up perfectly fine the refined cologne uh anytime that i want to use a cologne now i'm going for that one and i've been using that body wash for a while now that's smelling really good and for somebody who can't even really smell that all that well like myself I gotta so you got a lot nose. of woodsy scents going on and that's driving your wife insane as she's said 
openly on past podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we can't recommend it enough. We've talked about this a lot, and that's because we believe in the products and because Manscaped is, uh, you know, sponsoring us to do this and, you know, giving these products out to people that are willing to to try this out and reap the benefits of all the different stuff, like the Weed Whacker and all that. If you are on the fence about it, ask in the comments. Ask us our, uh, you know, well, did you guys really try the ball toner? And, you know, what do you think that that would be useful for? We'll let you know any more information about that that you need to know. But by and large, try it all. Pick it up on manscaped.com. But make sure that you use that code SMARK. 20% off and free shipping is something that you shouldn't be able to pass up on. So even if you buy the food deodorant, go ahead and do that. I should probably use that right now. My feet probably stink (laughs) just from waking up and not bothering to do that. So. Uh, I will spritz that a little bit later after the podcast, but, um, you know, keep that in mind. S-M-A-R-K, promo code, 20% off and free shipping. Thank yes, you to Manscaped keep it in mind for, that uh, feet smell, please. Yes, uh, drop a comment about how my feet smell. Um, <laughs> moving on here, go into another one of our hot tags. AEW is supposedly adding some strong female members to the roster with no information about who and when and any of that stuff, but it's worth speculation. There's a lot of people that are on the board now that can be picked up. There's Tony storm. There's Mia Yim. You got, uh, Ember moon still could be picked up. Who do you think that they might've been signing? Um, Ember moon, Mia Yim, Definitely those two, at least, because I representation's a huge thing, and you'd be really dropping the ball if you don't get pick those two up at least. But there's also, you know, Scarlet's free. Um, trying to think of some of the women that were just released. WWE. Oh God, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Um. She should definitely be in any company. Tony Storm. I'm sure she's not like free, her. free, but like, <laughs> uh, come on, like sign her. Frankie Monet, I think, is somebody that really should be going there. She should, but I don't know if she's going there. I think that they probably signed Marina Shafir. Oh, well, they just should have. I mean, she's there. And it seems like Roddy's gone. So, you know, they'll get Roddy. Not that he's on the women's division, but that's kind of a little bit of a package deal, you know. Uh, they'll sign Troy. They'll sign the kid. You know? Future future Troy with, versus uh, Brody Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Long-term storytelling. It'll pay off. I'd watch it. You know, WWE has the pandemic. They blame on that. Whatever. AEW didn't stop themselves from doing their long-term storytelling of Hangman Adam Page winning the championship from Kenny Omega, right? Yeah, saying. They, they openly admitted it changed some things. They came back around to it, though. They figured it out. And, I'm sure, that, uh, to bring back the MCU that. point, I'm sure that when they started the whole thing with uh, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, they teased the idea of it being, you know, to court death. It wasn't supposed to be Josh Brolin is uh, cutting half the population, but hey, it worked out, right? You know, that's what happens. Things can change, and you can be forced to adapt. But as long as you figure out a way to come back around and that it all pays off in the end, then people don't complain. So 
for anybody on the WWE side of things, it's like, yeah, but you know, plans change or whatever. Well, boo fucking who. <laughs> That's basically what I have to say about that. But yeah, I'm excited to see that there's more people that are going to be added to the AEW women's roster. We've been saying for the longest time that that's something that needs to happen. I couldn't agree more, you know, and their women's division gets a lot of shit, but they've also made tremendous improvements, and I'm ready for those improvements to continue. Well, just as much as they're going to be adding people, somebody's leaving because Leo Rush is gone February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. That guy has had so many ups and downs when it comes to this. He's like, I just got signed to this company. Also, I'm retired. Never mind, I'm back. I uh, left the other thing. Now I'm this place. Now I'm retired again. Now I'm back. Now I'm leaving. Uh it's hard to keep track at this point, but it seems like he's leaving for reasons other than just wanting to be retired again. You know, the whole big school yeah, like thing. He didn't say he was retiring. Right. He said he's letting his AEW contract expire. So that's, that's good. Cause I don't want him to retire. He's good. I want him to like actually have a full career. And whatever happens, I'm sure he'll be back in AEW one day. It just won't be today. You know? Where do you think he'll pop up next? I think he'll stay in GCW, maybe do some stuff with Impact. But I think he'll be largely an independent guy. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be coming back to WWE for anybody who just jumps onto that bandwagon. There really isn't another alternative to be like, you know, the big third. So I guess maybe Impact. Maybe he'll just be doing some random wrestling here and there. It's all just sort of like, I don't know. What's the point? We're kind of wasting our time trying to figure out ways to put certain people in there. And I had been saying before, I thought that Leo Rush could have been a good third person for private party to split up the Hardy family office. Now, apparently the Hardy family office is the Andrade Hardy family office. Yeah, that's uh, confusing, isn't it? Dumb. I hate that. Andrade's a bust right now, isn't he? I he's got more to offer that he's not showing and I want him to show a little bit more but I'm not going to call him a bust just yet let's talk about the TV stuff because it's the last thing that I've got written down here at the very least um, why don't we stick about Dynamite while we're at it uh, Cole and Baker teamed up that was fun yeah Maybe they're so uh, good together Cassidy and Statlander they're so good together I love it we're going to get a lights out match between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. No reason to believe that that's not going to be fun. Uh, Gun Club attacked Christian Cage. That was an interesting backstage thing where it's just kind of like, hey, Billy, like, you know, you don't get the job done and your kids might suck too and whatever. <laughs> and like, I just love uh, that that came from Mr. One More Match. Yeah. Like, please give me another one. Are you feeling the. Uh, Proud and Powerful versus Chris Jericho feud over the Eddie Kingston friendship kind of deal. I just, I feel the idea of them doing something new, you know what I mean? I just think that inner circle should have stopped. They should have lost that match. I mean, I guess we'll see where they go with it. 
We got the House of Black, beat the Varsity Blondes, squashed them, pretty much. Yeah, but not as much as uh, Sean Spears got squashed. Oh, yeah, wow, that was two seconds, right? One move. Yep. Another story from Dynamite was John Moxley's return. He kicked off the show. He almost immediately said, fuck that guy, take him out. And <laughs> there's been some stuff with Bully Ray online where he had said, which I think that some people are kind of taking in like a little bit like uh, the wrong direction. I can see where he's coming from, but then I can see why people will be like, you know, why do you even say that too? He hey, was, you know me, Tony, I am Mr. I see where everybody's coming from. Right. But I, like, I think that everybody's just kind of like, but at the same time, bro, read the room. Like, yeah. Like, don't ask him to fucking apologize when he's like, Hey, I had to go kick my addiction. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a comment that didn't necessarily need to be said, but I don't think that he meant it anywhere near as much as what people took it as. So it's kind of like, all right, I think all parties need to kind of calm down a little bit, but it's cool to see that Moxley's back and he looks good. So that's the major positive out of everything. Moxley was mentioned yeah. on SmackDown. Uh, they they call him Mox, which is, that should be so normalized. Like, yeah, everybody knows who Mox is. Mm. You know, like, Call him Mox. Say, yeah, I mean, me and Mox had to fucking lift you up and hold you up because you suck, Roman. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was probably one of the only things on SmackDown that I thought was worth talking about because everything else was just a rematch. Oh, Seamus beat Ricochet again. Okay. Viking Raiders beat Los Lotharios again. Fine. Kingston and Midcat Moss, Aaliyah and Natalia. Every match was a rematch. Aaliyah. Um, yeah. And I'm not I'm not really feeling too much of what WWE's got going on. I know I'm gonna love next week because it's the Royal Rumble, but like they're really just coasting all the way through. The the two minute matches are gonna be dope because they're Brock and Roman. Uh, sorry, for that Brock and Lashley <laughs> and Roman and Seth. And one side has nothing but history and the other has nothing but oh my god why is there no history between these two so you're ready for whatever it's going to be uh, the other thing on Smackdown that I thought was worth talking about was the awful insane thing where they put the terrible sound effects of the cattle prod yeah. he does that. they're not good at that you'd think they would be Everything else, uh, I'm not seeing really well that much. Dante Chen returns just so Duke Hudson can fuck that match up. People were into Dante Chen. I've seen a lot of people being like, cool, they gave him a bit of a backstory. Really? People cared? Yeah, look, the bar's low, Tony. Huh? We need uh, Cesaro and Sheamus to lift that up. They're doing oh. a thing with uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Uh, Jensen's Bro. got a crush Bro, on them and so, Wendy Chu pointed it out. This is so lame. Yeah. This is... I, I remember somebody got, like, so butthurt because I had said something, like, during the first NXT 2.0, I was like, I kind of dig this show on a Saturday morning. I... You can't tell me that segment doesn't fit on a Saturday morning on, you know, whatever, Nickelodeon or Kids at WB <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> very much like that. You've he got a crush you. on, yeah, that kind of thing. He, 
What? No, no, I don't like her. I mean, I do like you, but not, you know, it's good. What? You're grown dudes. The only thing that they were missing was when they cut back to uh, Wendy Chu and she just sips her drink and goes back to sleep is that candle after. And some kind of like, I don't know, like do, 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 do kind of music to transition to the next scene from like Saved by the Bell or something. And I'll, I'll give them credit. I like what they're doing with these four because they're utilizing social media to be like, hey, Casey and Kaden, Kaden go to all these festivals. They were at yeah, the uh, EDM festival recently. Hey, they met up with uh, Briggs and Jensen at this kind of like country music thing. Cool. That makes sense. That's logical. But doing the whole, ooh, he likes you. It's like, aren't we all too old for this? I mean, I think 12-year-olds are too old for this now. Like, nobody <laughs> does this anymore. Maybe the next uh, segment's going to be uh, Jensen makes a little note, and it's got the, do you like me, check yes or no on the box <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, God. Oh. He's going to give it to Wendy Chu to pass it along. And, uh... and she's going to fall asleep on it. Right, yeah. God, this whole show is <laughs> so good. You know what, though? I can see if you're a, if you're tasked with writing the show and you can't change it and you're just like, oh, this is what I'm tasked with. I can see going, well, then fuck it. We're going to have fun with it. You know, like that I can understand. Well, this episode also completely killed any hope that I had that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic was going to be worth a damn this year. Because you got the groups of people are not really all that solid. And then you had, for instance, Idris Anofe and Malik Blade beat Legato del Fantasma because they're starting a thing with Braun Breaker and Breaker's going to be beating Santos Escobar soon enough and all that. I couldn't care less about watching Blade and Anofe be this like underdog team. The Creed brothers need to just steamroll everybody. And yeah, they did that, but it didn't matter because it was just like, all right, well, can we just skip to the end where they win? And they also set up a thing. Cora Jade wants to team up with Raquel. Raquel's like, no, I'm not interested. And Jade's like, I'm going to convince her. Just put uh, Raquel in the fucking Royal Rumble and be done with it. I don't want to see these two team up and do this again. Put Jade in the Royal Rumble. Put her in there too. Yeah, just do it. Skip the part where she does uh, NXT. So I wasn't a fan of that. And then Monday Night Raw was Monday Night Raw, which was, you know. I got so many art. Can I just read you like the the, the titles of the articles that I got from Raw? Because I just <laughs> said, you know, again, if you're got if this is my job, well then fuck, we're gonna have some fun, aren't we? So let me let me walk you through what I got from Monday Night Raw. So there's. Dewdrop manages to coexist with Becky Lynch about as well as she did with Eva Marie. Hmm. I look, I they were asking, can they coexist? And she did. She won the match about as well as she coexisted with Eva Marie because she did most of the work and then said, Hey, I don't need you. Um, Seth Rollins will stay on Raw if he wins the Universal title, which is important. Not that anybody thinks that Rollins is winning. Otis may not have a last name that we know of, but he has earned an Alpha Academy diploma. 
Yeah, they just completely got rid of the Dosimic King. <laughs> well, no, they, they openly said he has no last name. Right. It was fantastic. Like, uh, Vince McMahon threatens to bloody and disfigure Austin Theory and send a selfie to his mom. Despite after talking about the gory stuff from AEW, right? Oh, well, funny that you should say that. My, my description is Vince McMahon threatens gory mutilation. <laughs> because, damn it, if we're going to have some fun with it, we're going to have some fun with it. And um, the stuff for next week was a birthday party, an academic challenge, and the weigh-in. So I said, next week, the longest-running weekly episodic wrestling program will feature several non-wrestling segments. I mean, because... It's all true. Yeah. <laughs> I so like my point is does Raw suck? Yeah, but I like Raw. When <laughs> Raw gives me the chance to do that, sure. Like, fuck it. Vince McMahon said he's gonna beat the shit out of Austin Theory. He's gonna get a weapon and disfigure him. It's hysterical. Well, that's the world of wrestling this week. <laughs> So drop your comments, tell us your thoughts on these hot tags and anything else you want to talk about and uh, start thinking about your predictions for the Royal Rumble because that's going to be the next thing that we're going to be doing here is running down the whole preview of that pay-per-view. Sorry, premium live event. And then... uh, Wow, I've been doing this with you for four years, Tony. Crazy, right? That's the first one I did. I always remember that. Because I always remember it because I said... It'll be like 20 minutes. Three hours later, <laughs> we did NXT and the Royal Rumble. And, yeah, four years later, man. Wow. So uh, I don't know if we're going to try to do any kind of predictions contest thing like we used to do in the past where you can try to predict where the people are coming out and all that. But maybe if we get the time, maybe I'll try to put something up on the Mega Maniacs or whatever. And, you know, if you want to do something like that, you want to start something on your own or whatever, you can do that, too, as well. Just use that as a their resource. But we will break down that event in as much detail as we can over probably on Wednesday and then go through another round of the hot tags just to kind of counterbalance whatever they might have changed from SmackDown onward and such by the round. Uh, you know what? Because it's on Saturday. So maybe we won't be doing that. Maybe we'll be doing the hot tags uh, earlier just in case. But we'll figure it out soon enough. And then um, Saturday night, we got the Royal Rumble. So that's going to be. Just do the, let's just do the hot tags on Friday afternoon or something. We'll probably do it like that. Yeah. And then if they do change anything on SmackDown, you'll probably find it up on the website. Well, you'll definitely find it on the website. But, you know, um, that's the plan for the next week. And the only time that we're going to add anything else to it is if you donate to the Patreon, you do the Pick a Poison tier, which is all up to you. But we've got that going on. And then we're going to start to get into the February stuff after that, of course. And see where that takes us but if you are subscribed to the channel and you follow us on facebook and twitter at smart moment and you just stay tuned to smartoutmoment.com then you'll see anything else that happens as well and if you follow fanboy synonymous for more of the other movie talk and such go there like that channel and subscribe and do all that good stuff follow me at tony mango and follow rob at dude felice yep follow me everywhere at dude felice i did a brief twitch stream this morning we're recording this on saturday I'll probably do one later on where I play X-Men, the arcade game from 92. Nice. I'll be on t- so much better. I'll, I'll be on Twitch so much more because I have a green screen. I want to use all these things that I'm buying because you got to get make, you got to justify your purchases. <laughs> and I plan to do that this year. Also want to give a shout out to sports Kita. I'll be on their Royal Rumble trivia challenge podcast in 15 minutes. 
So you can go check that out on the Sports Kitty YouTube when uh, you're done checking this out. I want to give a shout out to Smart Out Moment writer Bodine Green because he shared a meme that I then tweeted about Walter and Gunther, and it got <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions. So thank you to Bodine for that. And follow me everywhere. Follow Fightful. Follow Fightful Select for all of the contract news in the world of wrestling because, honestly, Sean Rossap is the best at what he does, and he's the best at this whole wrestling reporting thing. So follow him, support him, and we'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, be a good person, and uh, adios for now. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we are being counted out. Thank <laughs> you.